Well, good morning, Restoration Church. My name is Mike Gruppen. If you are visiting here uh, for the first time, um, I speak on occasion when, uh, when Dave is just too exhausted and needs a little bit of a break. And uh, so I speak often. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So I'm, uh, I'm super excited to, uh, to be able to share here uh, this morning, and um, this is one of those unique times where the message that God has uh, laid on my heart this morning is, is, is a message for those who, who are in victory right now, but it's also a message and a reminder that God is right there with you for those who are in the heat of the battle right now. And uh, I, I think that, it, you know, we, 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 we hear testimonies of how God has come through, and, and we love to celebrate that. And, and then we hear the current condition, the current situation going on with John and Helen. And, uh, you know, just a plug for John and Helen. This morning I woke up, and... Uh, went out and started looking over my notes for this message, and uh, my phone lit up, so I looked over at it, and it was a message from John. And he said, hey, I'm just sitting out on our back porch, having some coffee and praying with Helen right now, and I wanted you to know that I am praying for you, Mike, as you're going to share the message this morning. In, in the midst of what they're going through, John is sending me a message to let him know that he's praying for me. And uh, I just love that heart. And, and, and I see that heart in so many of you. You know, yesterday, scrolling through the, uh, our, our men's group uh, uh, little uh, message thing on WhatsApp, and uh, Rick had put out that, uh, that Jacob needed a ride yesterday, I think it was to the bus station, and that Rick wasn't able to do it yesterday. And literally in less than five minutes, Dan Pierbolt was like, I got you. Right? He was right there. And I'm so excited. Uh, this, this, this past week, I, I put out that, uh, on, on a couple different uh, sites that I'm going to be talking about some testimonies today. Because testimonies encourage. Testimonies uh, lift us up. Testimonies... Uh, push us in, in, the, in the direction of saying, you know what, I can, I can get up another day and I can keep doing this. And I was so inundated with testimonies this week. And uh, I'm just telling you, if, if, if you need to be encouraged, ask people for testimonies. Because God has just been flooding me with testimonies this week. And I have been just so encouraged by a lot of what's going on uh, out, out in this body. Um, this past week, the guy's Bible study, and this is just kind of a plug. I'm going to keep plugging the guy's Bible study until every single guy here is there. Uh, but uh, so Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., uh, men's, uh, our, our men's group uh, gets together. Last, this past week, we had the, uh, we had the blessing of uh, combining our men's Bible study with a Bible study that meets at Lakeshore LifeWorks over on the, uh, uh, over kind of by West Otto High School. And it wasn't even going to be a time of testimony, but you, we got 30 plus guys together in a room, and we were like, all right, so 
who wants to lead this, who wants to, uh, you know, who, who wants to start things off. And one of their guys just kind of started things off with a testimony. And then it just led to another testimony and another testimony. And if you're sitting in here this morning and you're wondering, does, does God still work in people's lives? He does. He's in the midst of whatever situation that you're going through right now. He is not unaware of your struggle, and he is not incapable of helping you walk through whatever it is that you're going through. We started out this morning by singing uh, one of my favorite songs, uh, The Same God. And that was on, on purpose because that's the context of what I'm speaking on today. The, 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 the core uh, of what I'm talking about today is the same God. He is the same God. And I love this song. I, I love, I love to, to, to sing this song. And I, and I think that we love songs like this because it brings that encouragement. It reminds us just of who God is. When we hear testimony, uh, we're, we're reminded that God is the same God that Noah trusted when he built an ark for a long time, trusting in what God had spoken to him to do. There, there are many of you sitting in this room tonight, uh, there, this morning that, that maybe God has laid something on your heart and it has been years in the making. The same God that was there working with Noah as, as he built that ark is the same God that's in your situation right now. The same God that delivered Israel from Egypt is the same God that he is today. The same God that, that came alongside of Joshua and gave him victories, brought down the walls of Jericho. He's the same God that we serve today. The same God that, that appeared to, to Gideon and said, hey, mighty warrior, even though you think you're the lowest of the low, uh, I'm going to use you to fight a major, major battle and to, to, to get, gain a victory. The same God that empowered David to, to, to walk up to, well, actually the Bible says he ran to meet Goliath. The, the, the same God that empowered David to, to run to meet a giant is the same God that's available to us this morning. The same God that shut the, the, the mouths of the lions in the lion's den is the same God. The same God that worked through a young girl named Mary to do something unbelievable is the same God. And the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Holy Spirit that is alive and well in each one of us this morning. We need to hear that. We need to hear that because I think that we live in a culture that is uh, prone to say, well, that's the way that God worked back then. That's the way that God worked back then. Uh, he doesn't do that kind of stuff now. And the reason that I've been so encouraged this week when I've been hearing all these testimonies is because I know for a fact that it wasn't just the way God operated back then. 
It's the way that he operates right now. Romans 8.11, the same spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That same spirit that was back then that entered into that situation and raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that's in this room right now. Matthew 18.20 For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. I would say we got a little more than two to three here. God's promise is that he is right here in this room right now. I have no doubt. And he does not change. Uh, Malachi 3, verse 6. I, the Lord, do not change. It's pretty clear. I don't change. He says, so you, the descendants of Jacob, you are not destroyed. Now, I'm no theologian, but I'm going to go ahead and just say, we're those descendants. We're those people that benefit from the fact that the God of Jacob does not change, and therefore, he is working on our behalf today. Hebrews uh, 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think of like in the sand lot where the little kid was saying forever. Right? Preach it. I love that movie. Um, So we're going to kind of focus on this song. And we're going to just kind of go bit by bit here. Um, before we get to that, sorry. We, we love this song because it's, it's full of testimonies. And, and one of the things that I've loved over the last several weeks is that uh, we have been all about testimonies the last several weeks. It started a few weeks ago when Austin and Tate came, right? And they're sharing these testimonies of these amazing things that are happening over in Africa. I mean, you, you sit and you hear of the stories that, that are happening over there, and this young couple in their early stinking 20s, and, and, and God is working through them in such an amazing way. I mean, literally, it, it's like, yeah, we've, uh, we've almost got this country wrapped up, so now we're going to go on to the next one, right? And, and, and they're doing it with bicycles, and they're doing it outside, right? God doesn't need big buildings. He doesn't need... Uh, big budgets. He doesn't need programs and coffee and all these things. God is saying, I will use what's, what, what the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. I'm going to use that if you will allow me to, to fill you up and to come inside of you and, and to go out and to be used. I will work through that and do miraculous things. Every single one of us, by simply saying, here I am, Lord, use me, is able to go out there and do biblical worthy stuff. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be specially trained. You just have to be willing. 
We heard from the kids on the Colorado trip. Great testimonies of what happened there. And then last week, even though I wasn't there, one of my favorite weeks, uh, one of my favorite times is baptisms. I love the testimonies that come from baptisms because that's a testimony of a life changed. It's a testimony of how God has worked in somebody's heart and has drawn them from the darkness into the light. And they've said, I want to live for Jesus. We've, 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 we've had a lot of great testimony. So I want to kind of peel apart this song a little bit today and, and just continue to show that it wasn't just how God worked back in Bible days, but it's how God is working today. So we're just going to kind of walk through this. Uh, the, the, the first verse of that song is, I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. As a parent, I love this first verse. I've got two daughters that I am constantly in prayer for, and they're amazing kids, right? But I want to know that God is going to continue to walk with them even when I'm not there. I talked with a dad, uh, to, uh, actually a, a, a guy this week, and, and, and he was saying how um, his dad had communicated to them. He's like, I'm always going to be there for you. But when I can't be, I know that God will be. And, and when I sing something like this, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm, I'm in the mindset that I'm like, I'm calling upon the God of Jacob because I know that as a dad, I'm going to do my best to be there for my daughters all the time. But I know that there's going to come a time where God is going to be the one who's going to be walking with them. I won't be around. Proverbs 22.6. It says, train up a child in the way that they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Um, it's our job as parents to train up these kids. But as we know, sometimes, sometimes kids go their own way. But we have that promise that, that God is going to be faithful to the covenant that he has made with each one of us. 2 Peter 3.9. Uh, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I love that scripture because I, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm not real patient with a lot of people. And I love to hear about Rick. Rick has got to be one of the most patient uh, and, and just get his hands dirty kind of a guys that, that I've ever met. And, and, and I admittedly, I can tend to walk with somebody for a little bit and when they don't get it i'm just like ah it's so frustrating why are you not getting this why are you continuing to do this but god's patience with us is far greater than any anything that we could offer to anybody else right i love that he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance if you're sitting in here uh, this morning and you've been going through it, maybe you're not as close to in your walk as, as, you've, uh, as you've been in the past, 
or, or maybe you've just been resistant to the things of God, I want you to know that he's patient with you this morning. He loves you. He desperately wants to give you the space that you need to figure it out, but he wants you to know, hey, I'm right here when you need me. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm right there. It's a great promise. Next one. I'm calling on the God of Moses. The one who opened up the ocean, I need you now to do the same thing for me. How many times have we been in situations where we're just like, God, I, I, I got nowhere to go. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I, I need you to, to open up the path here. I need you to, to, to do something miraculous because I'm in trouble. There, there, there's many of us sitting in this room that, that, that we, we've been on a path. Like I said, you know, Noah built that ark for a long time. Many of you have been on a path, on a journey for a very long time. And you wonder, am I going to make it through this? And uh, I had talked with Dan Pierbolt earlier this week. And uh, he's got a, a little testimony that kind of goes along with that. Is this on? Hello, hello. What's that? It's green. So I asked Dan to just kind of share a little bit of a testimony of what he's been through over the last couple of years. Most of you know our successful and profitable wedding business and last year when that came under attack uh, from our neighbor and from our township we didn't know what to do we had an opportunity to to, to fight to, to challenge um, and just we felt called to not fight um, and, and repay evil with kindness um, and we did that closed the business and, and have moved on and I, I look back at that Today, we didn't know where it was going. We had people say, well, what are you going to do? We're like, uh, we don't know. We're just trying to be obedient, and, and we will see. And I look today at, because we don't have that business anymore, we're not booked up every weekend, we've been able to host some open houses in the barn. We've been able to um, meet uh, Josh and Emily. Uh, we're so thankful for them. We've been able to, to have their rehearsal dinner but more importantly, we've had countless opportunities to have conversations with people about our story and about us trying to be obedient, conversations I would have never had. We've just never dared to do that. Um, our neighbors to the, to the east, we've had a chance to meet at a deeper level, more so than just waving as you run by. We've had a chance to go in their house and pray with them uh, with our son's battle over leukemia. We had an open house for the neighbors to the west and talked with them about our story. Um, and again, they came and said, what can we do? How can we help you fight with a township? And we've said, no, this is clearly, this is God's path for us. This is, this is what we're on. Where does it end? I have no idea. But it's okay. God's got this figured out. And as I was thinking about this, this um, story with Mike, um, thinking of, of the Israelites going up to the Red Sea, right? They're just leaving Egypt. Um, and in Exodus 14, verse 13, um, the, right, the people are starting to grumble. They're seeing the chariots coming on their flank, and they're, they're getting nervous and complaining. And, and, and Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. And here's the kicker. 
The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I, you know, that, that hit me hard thinking, that's right. God's got this. We've, we've just got to be here. So for us, the miracle was not parting an ocean. It wasn't parting the sea. It was transforming my heart, transforming our heart and our response to the neighbors and our response in our lives. Um, in, in the song this morning, I, what stood out to me was, you know, God is freeing captives and he's freeing hearts. And that's totally what our testimony is. God of Moses is our God today. Thank you, Dan. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is God who directs our steps. And his direction is always better than whatever we're thinking up here. God's got a better plan for us. And, and when we allow ourselves to just be obedient, to be in his hands and allow him to, to guide and direct us, and, 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 and we're open to that, God is going to lead us in miraculous ways. Thank you for sharing that, Dan. Um, the, the next one there is, I'm calling on the God of Mary, whose favor rests upon the lowly. I know with you all things, all things are possible. And uh, I was praying about that this week, and I thought, Lord, who, who really just owns that? In, in our congregation. And, and, and I, was, I said to, to my wife, Dan, I was like, who owns that? And she said, Rebecca Grant, all day long. She, anytime that God is calling on her to do anything, she's like, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't care what the, I, I don't need to see the plan. I don't need to see how that's going to work. Uh, if it needs to be done, I'm going to do that. And uh, I, I, I called uh, Rebecca this morning and I just said, hey, can I, can I use your name to this morning at church? She said, oh, yeah, of course. And of course you said that, right? And, uh, and, uh, but, but God has done just some miraculous things. I remember a few years ago, uh, they, they just really felt like they were supposed to adopt this little boy, Caleb. And the, the process was long, and the process was difficult. They didn't necessarily have the money at the time, but Rebecca was like, we're supposed to do this. And God made a way where there was no way. And uh, I, I just love that story. And every time I see that little boy and think of all that had to happen for him to be here, to be a part of this family. And uh, I mean, just, just even, even the, the, the surgeries and the physical stuff and everything that had to, to happen. And Rebecca said, yes, I will do that. I love that heart. I love that testimony. Um, the next one, I'm calling on the God of David, who made a shepherd boy courageous. I may not face a Goliath, but I've got my own giants. Every single person in this room, you've got your giants that you've fought. Every single person. I, I was like, man, Lord, who, who's got a good David versus Goliath story? And, uh, and I was searching and searching and searching, and I found myself in a meeting on Wednesday with a pastor from Pakistan, and we were talking about the brick kiln stuff. And the, the pastor said, brother, can I share a testimony with you? And I said, yeah, this is a good week for that. And, uh, and he said, uh, he said he, we, we were talking about the importance of getting the people out of these brick kilns, but he said, can I tell you what's been happening in the brick kilns? 
And uh, I was like, yeah, tell me. And he says, they've started churches in the brick kiln, right? Where, where, where the, the, the slave-owning, uh, brick kiln owners have allowed these churches to come in there and to start churches in there. And he said, at one of the brick kilns, the, uh, the, the, the owner of the brick kiln, his son had, had uh, gotten ill and was like not going to recover. And the Christian slaves in those brick kilns asked the brick kiln owner, can we pray for your son? And guess what happened? He ain't sick no more. Right? And that led, that led, to, that led to this whole thing uh, of how they were able then to share the gospel with this owner of the brick kiln. And, uh, and I'm just like, that is, that is taking a risk and facing a giant right there. Right? The, the, these people are, are, are faced with worse circumstances than anyone in this room could ever even imagine. And they're like, can we pray for you to the person who is enslaving them and hurting them and abusing them? And God worked through in an amazing way. Now, I'm going to go off script here just a little bit. Um, But the same God that was the same God of all of these is the same God that allowed uh, Paul to stand up before King Agrippa in Acts 26. I love this story. Paul is brought before the king, and he's accused of some things. And Paul uses that moment to stand in front of the king and say, uh, here's who I was before I met Jesus, Here's how I met Jesus, and here's how my life is different. He, he's standing before the king uh, in trouble, and he's like, I want to tell you about Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the gospel with you right now. <laughs> that, that same God, that same Holy Spirit that's right here in this room is the same Holy Spirit that allowed Paul to stand before King Agrippa and say, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. It gave him strength. It empowered him in that moment. And as I was thinking of that story, I was talking to Rick, and Rick said, hey, Mike, did you know that when Jeremy, so the judge required Jeremy to leave uh, the program that he was in, come all the way back to Michigan and stand before the judge, uh, was it two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, And Jeremy got up, and when the judge asked him if he had anything to say, uh, and and remember, Jeremy is a guy who used to be against authority, right? He did not want to listen to authority. Jeremy got up and he said, yeah, there's just one thing I want to read uh, here in Romans 13. He said, let everyone be submitted to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which uh, God has established the authority that exists have been established by God. And he looked at the judge and said, uh, whatever you decide, I will do obediently today. Jeremy stood up, read scripture to that judge, and said, I'm willing to take whatever you're going to hand out to me today. And the same Holy Spirit that was in Paul is the same Holy Spirit the same God that was in Jeremy that allowed him to stand before that judge and say, whatever you got, I'm going to take it. And he took it with a smile, right? And and guess what? It wasn't what we had hoped for. But Jeremy went in there, 
And, and then uh, a few days later, Rick's saying, yeah, he's, 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 in, he's in jail telling people about Jesus. Right? S- similar to Dan's story, right? It, it wasn't, the, wasn't what they had planned, wasn't what they had hoped for, but it's, it's opened up opportunities to be used to tell other people about Jesus. The same God that was the God for Gideon is the same God that we serve today. You know, Gideon showed up and was like, hey, uh, Gideon, wasn't, Gideon wasn't looking to be used. Gideon was in private, uh, you know, threshing his wheat, doing his thing, and the angel of the Lord showed up and said, hey, mighty warrior of God. Gideon's like, mighty warrior? Now, I, I love that because God knows our identity more than we do. Right? God knows, God knows that you are a mighty warrior. He knows what you're capable of. And he's going to call that out of you. And uh, Gideon wasn't 100% so sure. So this is that story where Gideon's like, all right, I'm going to put out this fleece. Right? And, and, and as I've done some reading on it this week, there's a lot of pastors who say, don't put out a fleece. That's not biblical. We shouldn't do that. Right? But Gideon put out a fleece. And, 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 and he said, all right, Lord, when I wake up in the morning, if this fleece is wet and the ground is dry, then I'll know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then Gideon did it again. He's like, oh, I'm going to need you to tell me again. If I'm going to put out the fleece and now the, the, the fleece is dry but the ground is wet, uh, then, then I'll know that this is you. Right? And there's been so many, uh, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of people that I researched this, this uh, week, there's that you don't want to put out a fleece. You don't want to test God or whatever. But you know what? I think that God meets us right where we need to be met. God's going to deal with each one of us exactly how we need to be connected with. And uh, Kurt Koning had shared a testimony uh, two weeks ago in men's Bible study that goes right along with this one. So I asked him to share uh, a little testimony as well. So yeah, Back when you were I, was, I was living, is it like Eckland? That was just me, in my sorry. Head. Okay, cool. So I was bending. I can just talk Right here? Yeah? Okay, good. So when I was in my early 20s, 19, I was spending a lot of time with a foot in, foot in church and a foot in the world, probably 80-20 to the world. And I had a situation, my life was just falling apart, you know, and, but I would justify my sin. I'm like, my sin is okay. You know, I can, I can live both lives. I can get up in the morning, do my devotions, and I can party like a rock star at night. This is all good. My parents were talking to me about it, youth leaders, this, that. They're like, hey, you gotta, you gotta make a decision. And my dad, I came to work, my dad showed up, and this was before the days of cell phones, so my dad showed up and he's like, hey, I got this weird message from Kyle Rogers. He's at Lake Champion Young Life Camp in New York. And I'm like, huh. And the Lord had used a situation 
from a year, a year and a half before that, I had applied for that job. This was not even on my radar anymore. But I remember the night before that, I prayed, God, if you don't like the way I'm living, you better give me a sign and you better fix this. The next day, here we are. And through that situation, I moved to New York, worked for Young Life for a few years, met my wife of 25 years, coming up here real quick. And it was just one of those, that was the transforming moment in my life to go from fire insurance to living for the Lord. I'm also reminded, my uh, my friend John Walters over here years ago, he had asked, he did, he, he was he was going to the Lord, and uh, he just said, uh, God, if you want me to move to this place in Kentucky, right? It was in Kentucky. You need to give me, or, or no, if you want me to do this ministry, uh, you need to give me a neon. Well, it was a neon sign, right? Yeah, and then where and where was the where did the offer come from? Neon Kentucky, neon, Kentucky. <laughs> right? So he, he prayed for he prayed for a neon sign, and God gave him a, a a neon Kentucky job offer. So, but God God works in amazing ways. The the same God that that did that for Gideon to call out the warrior in him is the same God. That, that knew how, exactly how to connect with uh, Kurt right where he was at. And now this guy, I mean, the, 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 that's one testimony. That This guy's lining up testimonies left and right. And, and, and if I were to tell you what he does behind the scenes, it, it'd, it'd take the next three Sundays. It's amazing. Um, the same God that Jesus was telling us about in the story of the prodigal son is the same God that we serve today. You see, we, Jesus tells this story of, of this father who was so loving uh, that, that he allowed his son to go and do the things that he needed to do, but he was like, I'm going to be right here when you get back. And, 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 it, and it says that when the son finally came to his senses, he turned from what he was doing, and he started on the path back to his father. And it said, when the father saw him a far way off, that the father ran to him and accepted him back. There was no, I told you so. There was no, you better get your stuff right. You better do this. It was open arms. That's the same God that we serve today. We've got a young guy, Nick, who comes to our guy's Bible study, and he was sharing his testimony a couple weeks ago of how he, uh, he was battling addiction. He was battling addiction for several, several years, and, and to the point of suicide, to the point of where he had almost uh, died a couple of times. And finally, somebody said, dude, you need to come to your senses. You need to change your ways. So the next day, he found himself in a church service, and uh, it was, happened to be a baptismal service. And he said he sat through the, the baptism 
service, and, and, uh, and he was so moved by that, and he found out that they were doing it again in the second service. So he said, God, I'm giving you my life. And he, he, didn't, he didn't plan on getting baptized that day. He didn't show up with shorts, nothing. He went down there and said, can I get baptized too? And he got baptized that morning. And, and at the end of August, August uh, 30, I think it's a Tuesday, he will celebrate one year sober and fully back in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the same God that we serve today. And I love all these stories of victory. I love all these stories of, of when God comes through and it was tough, but now we're through to the other side and it's great. But that's not every story. Because the, the, the same God that gives us victory is the same God that comforts us when we mourn. The same God that... Uh, that brought down the, the walls of Jericho and opened up the, the sea is the same God who says, uh, I'm near to the brokenhearted. He's the same God who promises to wipe away every tear. He's the same God that will bear our grief and carry our sorrow. This week I watched a sermon by a, by a pastor out in California who had just recently lost his wife. And I can't imagine the pain that is involved in that. And yet, here he is up on stage three days later in the middle of that grief, but talking about how God is still good and that God is sustaining him and lifting him up. That same God that gives us victories is also the same God who holds us up in the middle of our battles. Uh, again, a couple weeks ago in Guy's Bible study, I'm just keep referencing that. Uh, my friend Bill Marsh kind of hit me between the eyes. And uh, Bill, are you got a second to share? I mean, you're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I had asked Bill to, to share, too, uh, just his perspective of this same God in the, in the midst of grief. So it's rather interesting. I was driving through Ohio through some cornfields and listening to David Platt. And my phone goes off, and it says Mike Gruppen. I'm like... David Platt or Mike Gruppen, and I'm like, Mike's got bigger muscles, so I better answer it. Um, but it was just really interesting as I was listening to David Platt. He was sharing about a pastor that had been being persecuted and beaten, and how, to make a long story short, because Mike only said I had a minute, um, he ended up being released because they realized that if they killed him, he would the word would spread further than if they just released him. And I thought, wow, that's, that's so good. And so just sort of tied in with, are we really willing to give praise to God in all things? When my wife was going through her journey with cancer, when we would post a positive report that things were 
we're going in the right direction, it was everybody saying, praise God. This is awesome news. But then when we didn't have a good report, it was like there was silence. And it really began to challenge us, are we really willing to praise God in the midst of whatever God's got going on in our life and how he's going to work that out for our good? Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bill. The importance of sharing testimony is powerful. And there's testimonies all throughout this room. And, and right now, many of us are in the midst of the battle. And, and the way that I want to close this out today is, is just by recognizing that yes, God is in the midst of your situation and he's the same God and he's going to come through and he's going to fight along with you. But in none of these stories did people just sit back. God calls us to have faith, to step out in faith, to step out in obedience. And I think one of the things that can sometimes hold back uh, God from, from working in an amazing way in our lives is by, by us not have, showing faith in him, by us not stepping out in obedience. I, th- I think of when, uh, when the Israelites had to uh, cross the, what was the second river that they had to cross? The Jordan. And, um, and uh, the, the command was to send the priests out into the water. God could have said, hey, y'all sit there while I uh, separate the water. But God said, no, I want you to take a step of obedience. So is there a step of obedience that God is calling on you to make today? For, for your miracle to come through. And that's the way I'm going to close it down. I'm just going to uh, pray. And I think we got uh, Tyler and the guys coming up. Sorry, Tyler. Father God, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for how you love us. I thank you for how you're working in each situation. And uh, Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides and directs us into truth and into victory. And Lord, I pray that whatever step of obedience we need to make today, Lord, that you would make that clear to us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.